Welcome back into the Rounding Third Podcast. I'm Nick. We got Harrison and Sean with us tonight. How are we doing, fellas? Good, boys. Good, boys. Good, good. Good, good, good. Another week, more news, so we'll get right into it. But first, make sure you follow and like us on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Leading off, we are going to talk about the two big races that are going on right now, um, the AL West and the NL wildcard. We'll also get into the AL wildcard a little bit because that could um, turn interesting here with the schedule coming up. But let's start first with that AL West. The Mariners, the Astros, and the Rangers are all a game apiece. Or, yeah. They're separated yeah. by a game. Well, yeah, you got Seattle and Houston are tied now, uh, and yeah. Texas is a game back. Yeah, All right. absolutely crazy. And then that stems from Seattle winning a franchise record 21 games in August, which, like we said a couple of weeks ago, we thought the Mariners were done. Like, they just – No, we, no. We well, never said the Mariners were done. We no, never said it the looked Mariners like it. No, we were wondering we when they that- were going to finally show up. Right, we said that they. It was disappointing that the Mariners were who they were up until that point of the season. Well, fair. Right, but we. I mean, I don't think any one of us. I mean, we can go back and, and listen, but I don't think any one of us said that Seattle was done. They're just too talented. The manager's too good. And I mean, it. It, it was. It's Julio. I mean, it stemmed from Julio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he. Right. He had I mean, Julio hits in the weekend, and he Julio took off in that Houston series, and the whole team followed suit. That's going to be what that that race is coming down to it. It is Houston stumbling, but you know they got a tough schedule. They got I think Seattle seven more times. I think I saw in the month of September. Uh, they got Houston four more times. It's going to be it's going to be awesome because it's like they're all playing each other coming down the stretch. Yeah, yep. you know you got Houston who is you know uh, uh, an American League gauntlet at this point for what they've been the past few years never count out houston they know what they're doing they've been there a million times before yeah right so you never count them out you got texas who can score with the best of them and who has a potent potent offense so that's a team you can never really count out the pitching is a bit kind of jekyll and hyde um but you know if they start to get healthy and they start getting guys like um you know the problem with them is their bullpen I mean, that's yeah. there, right? I mean, they've blown more stays than they've converted, which is just nuts that's to win. Horrendous. It's 70-something, 74, 77 wins, 76 wins right now. Yeah. So, so get 20-something blown saves. To make your point, Sean, so the Rangers right now are 76 and 61. Their expected win-loss right now, based, you know, the statistical expected win-loss is 83 and 54. They're, yep. they're seven games below where they should be statistically, driven almost entirely by the fact their bullpen cannot close the deal. This is tough. The stat I saw was they had 26 blown saves and 24 converted. It's awful. I wonder if that's all this chat. I wonder if that's that's blown holds and saves because I wonder, I bet a lot of them are in the eighth inning. So I wonder if they don't technically qualify as a blown save if it happens in the eighth. I wonder if it's holds and saves put together. Uh, But even still, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's what those are the games you should win. You're up in the eighth, you're up in the ninth, you're up in extras, you got to win them. Um, And then there's Seattle who, this is who Seattle is. Seattle's really, really damn good. Yep. Really, really good. Um, so the, I think this is going to be an awesome one coming down the stretch because I think they all play each other. They're all going to win some. They're all going to lose some. And it's going to come down to like the last week. It's going to be awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love Morgan's point about the fact that it's amazing that's their best August, considering they had that team that won 116. Right. <laughs> they they've had they've had a really good team that didn't even outplay that August. So yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Astros are playing the Rangers right now. They took game one of that series today. Um, so they got, you know, a few more. And it's interesting because now that kind of plays into the the AL wild card here a little bit. Yeah. Um, because don't look now, but the Red Sox are only four and a half out. And the Blue Jays are a half game out. So this could get really interesting. If Astros go in and sweep the Rangers, that could possibly knock the Rangers out and move the Blue Jays up yeah. into that wild card spot. Yeah. And depending on how this September unfolds, Boston could possibly sneak into the wild card here, which is crazy yeah, I mean, to think about. They could. The Sox are going to have to play really, really good, yeah. consistent, solid baseball for a whole month, yeah. while other teams also kind of shit the bed a little bit. So I, I you know, I, I wouldn't bet on it. Um, but they're in it. I mean, they're, we're in September and they're, they're right in the, in the thick of it, which I guess is all they were looking for. You know, as fans, you mean, you can ask for more and you can be frustrated that they haven't gone out and bought all these guys and made the trades that we wanted them to make. But at the end of the day, I think this is totally fine with them. I think this is totally fine with where they are, with the players they currently have signed the players that are coming off the books in the next couple of years, the guys coming up from the minors. Like, I I think this is exactly where they want to be. And if they can find themselves playing meaningful games in like late September, I don't think anyone in that front office is going to shed a tear if they just squeak out, right? Like if they finish fourth in the wild card race, I don't think anyone's going to shed any tears. And at the end of the day, we shouldn't either. Cause like, I mean, we went in, I, I went in thinking they were a 500 team. I had them winning like 82, 83 games this year. Harrison had them, I think, right at 500. Yeah, it was like, 81, I mean, 82. That's, that's all I figured they'd this get. This is kind of what – so at the end, anyone with a, you know, unbiased, as much as – as unbiased as you can be, you can't be that upset because I do think they're working towards something in the next few years. Yeah. I think, yeah, the, re- the reward's going to be good. And I think the Red Sox have 24 games left. So you're talking realistically in order to overcome somebody ahead of them, they got to be on like an 18 and six, 20 and four run to end the season to really make up four and a half or five games. Yeah. That's, I mean, they got to play like the Mariners from the, until the very end of the season. Like they they got to be the Braves. That's yeah, exactly. That's what they got to do. Yeah. They, they can't, they the can't win, you know, they can't win 16 of those games and expect to jump over anybody. They got to win 18 or 20 of them. Yeah. No, I, but the fact they're still even in the race, I think, is that's still more than I expected out of them. I figured they'd be, you know, eight, ten games out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll jump to the NL wild card here. Um, this race is absolutely nuts. So the Phillies are are pretty much running away with it. They're five games up. They're in the top wild card spot. Um, the Cubs are sitting pretty good with th- they're three games up. No, and then it's just a race for this bottom four. So Arizona, Cincinnati are tied. Um, Miami is a half game back and the giants are a game back. So I don't know what their schedules look like right now. Can Um, can we take a moment to appreciate the fact that the four teams in the running are Miami, Cincinnati, Arizona, and San Francisco. I mean, I know crazy. I mean, San Francisco, I could see being competitive this year. Arizona did not expect that Cincinnati. Nobody expected that. Miami, I don't think anybody expected them to be. I, th- I thought they'd be better, but not this good. Like, well, especially I mean, with 
again, and I think we said it either last week or two weeks ago. I think with Alcantara being as yeah. as poor as he's been throughout the year, I mean, I thought, you know, we probably we probably said, you know, their only shot is for him to have another yeah. runaway Cy Young year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still there's still a minus forty four run differential. Their expected win loss is six games worse than they are right now. So they, as much as we said it was going to be hard for them to do it, they continue to outrun their play and pull some of these games out. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, since I've left, I've left uh, Justin Steele off the top 100. Morgan's saying, calling for the Cy Young here. Um, I, he just been, dealt again today. Like eight, he's been eight since innings. that um, night, Nick. He's been pretty much untouchable. I mean, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Morgan. Year. I'm pretty sure Morgan called him. And had him rewatch the pod as some fuel to have him go out there and just light everybody up. Hey, whatever it takes. Yeah. But whatever I mean, the takes. Cubs are also in a position. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we necessarily thought we thought they could get there possibly. Yeah. Um, but we didn't think that they would be sitting in the position that they are right now. Maybe no, in a I jumped the gun. Years, but... I, I had them winning the division, so I jumped the gun a little bit. But yeah. I thought they'd be good. I, I yeah. had them winning the division. Yeah. I thought I, it was going to be Milwaukee and St. Louis battling it out. How'd that yeah. work out? Yeah. Milwaukee's well, battling so it out, and St. Louis ain't nowhere to be found. Real quick, right? So we were talking about the NSL Young. You said you weren't sure who has less. So Cincinnati. Cincinnati just beat Seattle today. So they have two more with Seattle. Then they have St. Louis, then Detroit, then the Mets, then Minnesota, then Pittsburgh, then Cleveland, then St. Louis again. So they Who's could win schedule? some games. I mean, that's Cincinnati's. Wow. So Cincinnati is, is, is playing for something, and they've, they've got some winnable games. They sure do. Um, Miami has, let's see. So Miami off today. They got the Dodgers, Philly, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Yikes. Oh, the then they have the Mets. <laughs> then they have the Mets. Then they have Milwaukee again, then New York and Pittsburgh. So that's going to be tough for Miami, oh. especially for a team that still is outplaying what they're expected yeah, their wins are their next twelve wins. games are going to be like that's going to decide it for them if they if and they then, go anything anything worse than like five hundred they're done. And then San Francisco, they lost to the Cubs, so they got two more with the Cubs. Then Colorado, Cleveland, Colorado, Arizona, Dodgers, San Diego, Dodgers. Ooh, that's a tough finish too. Tough finish. I mean, they got some winnable games with Colorado, they Cleveland, do. Colorado, um, but then Dodgers, San Diego, Dodgers is tough, and then Arizona. To round it out, uh, Colorado now. Then they have the Cubs, then the Mets, then the Cubs, then the Giants, then the Yankees, then the White Sox, and then Houston. They end with Houston. That's a winnable stretch for the Diamondbacks there. They do have a winnable stretch. I mean, I, I quite honestly, I mean, I think you're going to be looking at Arizona and Cincinnati kind of battling it out for that four spot. Yeah, Miami's going to get swallowed up in the next two weeks by those by those four opponent uh, the four That's, opponents they got. Miami right is. They're in, trouble. Gonna, they're in for it. Yep. That's a gauntlet. That is, that's a hell of a September to try to finish up. Yep. Dang. It's crazy. I mean, it is going to be a crazy month with those two races it, for sure. It is. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun baseball to yep. watch, but wild. Yeah. Uh, is there, is there any chance? Do they just, they won't play 163 if they're tied, will they? Is that how they'll determine no, think, it, or is they it took that away? Didn't, didn't they go to like? Didn't they link? They deepened the um, tiebreakers and whatnot. I think they were trying to avoid the one sixty three. Yeah. Didn't they do away with that one game plan? I'm pretty sure the one game plan is gone, and now it's just tiebreakers. All right, so yeah, it's like so I don't think they'll play the one sixty three. Yeah, gotcha. 
That's what I thought, but I couldn't remember. They've changed so many rules every single year that I never know. I, what ends yeah, up. I honestly don't know if I even know them all anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Crazy. Anything else on the races before we move on to other news for this week? No, I I think the I think the most important thing with these races is the fact that you've got a Texas team that's dangerous that's that's really struggling with a bad bullpen. Houston is who they are. Seattle stayed hot. AOS is going to be fun. And the National League, like we just went through, there's a whole bunch of scenarios. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. But the nice thing is it's all new teams. Teams we haven't seen in the playoffs in a long time. Right. That's what I'm looking forward to, definitely. All right. Morgan, do a good old fashioned coin toss for tiebreakers. All right. You know. So number so number one is um head to head record. So obviously the the purest form. And if that's still tied, number two is intra division record. Okay. Um Okay, Which and then at that point. Number three, I think it's it says intra-division record, but I think that's wrong because then it says in the event of um, – so it would be common opponents. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Inter-division record. I read that wrong. So intra-division oh, number right. two, inter-division's number three. Gotcha. Um, and then number four, the last half of intra-league games. Number five, last, has, last half of intra-league games plus one. Oh my god! And then that's as far as they go because I'm sure they're like that'll do it. We'll if, have someone by the first. If it's still tied at that point, then <laughs> yeah, then we'll just play 163. Anyways. It's pistols um, in the parking lot at 10 paces. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, so so those are the those are the five levels of the of the uh, playoffs tiebreaker. It's a lot. Crazy. It's almost like with the NFL football like playoff scenario. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. you get not yeah. you get nine events that could that need to happen for yeah. the team to get in. Crazy. All right. Um, so moving on the Oakland A's and the Kansas city Royals are battling like crazy to see who can have the worst record in the league. Um, the A's actually lost it for a little bit and the Royals were the, the worst place until the, uh, the A's lost yesterday. So they are still the worst team in the league, but those two are at the bottom and way, way down, but it is crazy that there's two teams that it is. And I, I love the fact that everybody spent the whole year like shitting all over the Oakland Athletics. Get rid of the owner, blah, blah, blah. The Royals are just as bad. And they just haven't gotten any attention because it's been funner to pick on the, a- the A's. But yeah. well, that, that team is they are They're just as bad as far as wins or losses. The Oakland A's still have 120, no, 119 less of a run differential. Oh, it's, it's horrendous. <laughs> so the, the A's run differential right now is, is minus 297. And this, the Kansas City's is minus one seventy eight. It's not competitive. <laughs> They're not competitive. But what's amazing in all that is that same. You know, you got the Colorado Rockies with fifty losses. They're minus two oh four. And they've wins. given up more runs than the A's and the and the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, uh, it's just it's there. There are there are some really really bad teams. Not as many as there used to be. There's but there's three or four really really bad teams. <laughs> Morgan goes. I'm sure they have good farm systems like the Reds, though. We'll see. We will see them be fun and competitive in like two to three years, right? Nope. We might. Who we knows might. In that organization? Anybody good? You're shipped out. So we'll see. Well, I mean, 
and the A's, the A's aren't going to make any kind of effort until they're in Vegas in a few years anyway. So, I mean, they're in, rea- in reality, they're not going to be relevant for probably five years minimum. It's crazy. All right. We'll move on to uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., who is the first player ever to hit 30 and 60. Um, there's been a couple players that have hit 30 home runs and 50 stolen bases, Eric Davis, Barry Bonds. But no one's reached the 30 and 60 plateau. Um, I think Ricky just, Henderson was the next closest. Nuts. He had the 60 stolen bases, but he had like 26 or 27 home runs um, in the season. So he was just short. So Ronald Acuna is the only only person to reach 30 and 60. Um, he's got a month left. He's got a month left. And he's at 32. He's hit two home runs since. So we could get. Yeah, one of them was a 121 mile per hour rocket. That is gonna he's gonna kill somebody hitting the ball that hard. It was a fastball on the black of the outside oh. corner, and he hit it 121 miles an hour, like dead center field. Yeah, missile insane. And the fastest fastest exit velo they've measured, I believe. What's he, what's he at? 62, 63 swipes. Um, let's I'll look see. Oh God, I don't know. He stole another one. Uh, he's at 63. 63. So yeah. he's got 32 homers and 63 swipes. He's got a month left. Uh, I mean, we could see a 35, 38 homers and, and touching 70 swipes. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's I didn't, not right. didn't think that Pujols was going to reach 700 last year, and he did. He had like he had to hit like 10 home runs in the month of September, and he did. I, I think Acuna could possibly have eight in him. I'd love to see a 40-70 yeah. season. That'd be sick. Insane. <sighs> Braves fans down here talking about 40-80, Morgan says. 40-80 would be unreal. Man. That would be I nuts. Mean, Could you imagine a 40-80 season? Listen, <laughs> listen. I I get what Mookie is doing. It's oh quiet God. in L.A. Like, no one's really talking about the season Mookie Betts is having and all that, and I get it. But if Ronald Acuna – if Acuna goes 40-80, it's like last year with <laughs> Otani. I mean, I'm sorry, last year with Judge. It's like – he has to win the MVP. Yeah, right. It'd be a travesty. Thousand percent. Like he yeah. has to. Yeah. I mean, this I mean, is Mookie's best career year, but you're right. I mean, it's. I you, think, you right. Let's say, let's say the Braves, I don't want to say shut it down, but let's say the Braves are like, all right, like we get, you know, we got ourselves a long postseason ahead. We're expecting to go deep into the postseason. We're expecting to win another World Series. You know, when Acuna gets a little more days off than he would. Let's say he ends right around here, this 32-63. Let's say he ends right around here. I still think he wins it, but I don't think it's a wide gap. Like, I think you could definitely make a case for Mookie. Yeah, it's tight. If he keeps playing this and he ends up with, let's say, 35-70 or, Christ, 48, I mean, it's a runaway, right? Like, you have to to give him the MVP. You you, you couldn't make a case not to give it to him. We're talking historic seasons. Yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. There's there's no way. Like we're talking about 40-40 club, like it's rare. And this guy just doubled up the stolen base total. I mean, he hasn't yet. Right now he's at 63. Right, in the hypothetical. I mean, there's no way he swiped 17 bags this month, right? I mean, that's nuts. It, it is nuts, but I he, wouldn't he, he, he might he might for the hell of it just go out and try. I mean they might just say, look, Ronald, go crazy. You know, we've got such a big lead. You want to try to steal a few extra bases? Go for it. Dude, it's like a swipe a game. Yeah, they got like 24, 25 games left. He'd be stealing, you know, basically damn near a base a game. 
But he also but has to hit the ball. He also has to hit the ball out of the park, which means less time Most on base. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah, well, if anyone go can two, do it, he, he's got to go two for four every night. It. Yeah, right. two for four, home run, single, swipe. If anyone can do it, it's this bastard. It is. <laughs> there's, there's not. I, I would not. I would not bet against this guy. I just wouldn't. No. Unreal. Um, speaking of players that are hot, Trey Turner, since the standing ovation in Philly, I think it was August fourth. Um, was when he got the standing ovation. He just went deep again tonight. So Trey Turner, it's 10 home runs. Um, he's hitting, so I don't know how many RBIs, but 26 RBIs since that ovation. So in a month, we've hit 10 home runs. We've put up about 30 RBIs. Um, I mean, his average is still kind of in the crapper just because it was that bad to begin with. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but he has absolutely turned it on. Um so he has a, a 1242 OPS um, in his last 14 days. So, wow. He has been hot since that ovation and that the Phillies fans were behind him. So, I mean, that's the Trey Turner we were expecting to see. Yeah. It just took him six months to get there, but crazy. Yeah. He had still to come down from the high of the world baseball classic or something, but it's, but it's, you look at the, you look at the Phillies and that team really started to turn around when Harper came back and then you know Trey Turner started to become a little bit better, and then Trey went cold again. Now he's better again. But that team continues to kind of rise and fall with you know two or three of those big hitters. And if they if if those three guys all get going at once, you know you can throw Schwarber in the mix. That's going to be not a fun team to play in October. Yeah, Nick Schwarber. and I were actually talking about we were talking about that this weekend. It's I I don't I don't care. <clears throat> excuse me. When it comes down to it, and postseason matchups are identified, I don't care who you are. If you're a fan of the team playing Philadelphia in that first round, you you can't be comfortable. No, like you can't. You just like God. Like I, I hope they hit like a downslope when we play them, <laughs> yeah. right? Because it's like you know, if a few of those guys are on it, it's just so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. Yeah, they're they're a scary team. They can go in and rip off, you know, three wins in a row on you pretty quick. Kyle Schwarber yeah. just hit number forty, like as we speak. Did he really? Yeah, that's freaking uh, ironic. So he now has 40 home runs and 38 singles. Yeah, something like that. Like his no slash joke. line is atrocious, but I think my, when he hits looked, a lot of bombs. When Sean and I looked this weekend, he had 39 home runs and like 37 singles. Yeah. He had more home runs than singles. He's hitting 190. Crazy with 40 home runs. Oh, his average has come up five points, so that's good. Just absolutely insane. It's mind-boggling. This slash line is horrendous, but... It works because that's they don't need him to hit 300. Well, the batting average is horrendous because I mean we saw like he gets on base. No, the the OBP is still crazy ball. high. The slugging still crazy. Like he's he, he's still an effective hitter. He just doesn't get a lot of hits. Yeah, it's a home run or nothing really. And it's then he gets so a bunch weird. of walks. He's always been a high OBP guy. He's never he's never been this bad a hitter in terms of like average. But he's always been a high OBP guy. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's hit for he's hit for more power the last three seasons than probably most of his, you know, the early part of his career. Yeah, yeah. And Morgan's right. He'll show up big in the playoffs as he does. Yeah, he's a dangerous guy in the playoffs. You know, look at him in the World Baseball Classic. Look at him in the playoffs. The guy hits Cubs. when it matters. He did it with the Cubs. He did it with the yeah. Red Sox. Yep. He's gonna he hits do when it matters really. always. Yeah. So that's back to back forty home run seasons for Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, good. Sorry. Yeah. So in last year he's got eighty home runs and what a hundred other hits. <laughs> Maybe, but still, I mean, it works for what he does for them. It's it's what they need. 
Yep. Crazy. All right. Um, want to move on to some trivia here, Harrison? Sure. We were talking about some of the topics. Uh, so we'll dive right into some trivia. Uh, so let's start with um, let's start with stolen bases since we were talking about Acuna. Uh, so we'll, we'll go to the Braves here. Who holds the Braves single season stolen base record in the modern era? So not like, you know, Skippy Fairbanks from 1892. So who holds the Braves single season stolen base record? What year did it happen? It happened in 91. Ron Gant. 1991. No, Gant's a good call, but not Gant. 91. He was in our slide deck for our top 100. Justin Steele oh. wasn't, but this guy was. He was in our slide deck for the top Yeah, 100. remember how you put random pictures? Yeah, oh, in your, yeah, in your yeah. random pictures. He was, in, he was one of those random pictures. Mark Lemke. Nope. He played for the Red Sox briefly. Goodness gracious. Center fielder. Otis Nixon. Otis, my man, Nixon. Yeah. Uh, Had 72 stolen bases in 91. Dang. That's right. Yeah, he was fast. Center fielder would cover everything, too. Yep. He was like the poor man's Kenny Lofton. Yeah. He didn't hit as well, but man, could he run. Was he... For some reason, I'm thinking he was on that Blue Jays team, too. He was. Uh, he played for the Blue Jays, too. He played everywhere, yeah, it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> what is Nixon? He, yeah. was, he was everywhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll stay with Acuna here for a minute. This one stumped me, so I'm, I'm curious how you guys do with it. So before Ronald Acuna Jr. and Corbin Carroll this season, who was the last player with at least 20 home runs and 40 stolen bases in a season? And it happened just a few years ago. The last one to do it in a season. Yeah, twenty. The last player to have twenty home runs and forty stolen bases in a season. J. Rose, twenty-five and twenty-five. You said it was fairly recent. It was four years ago, twenty nineteen. Twenty and forty. God, I'm drawing an absolute blank. This one was this one was tough. Two thousand nineteen. He did it for the Orioles in two thousand nineteen. My God. <laughs> I don't I even, I don't even I have no that. idea. Um, I'm trying to think of a good of a good hint. Twenty and forty. Position give it away. Uh no, he's kind of a utility guy. He plays a lot of infield. He plays all over the infield. Uh started his career in Houston, was in Baltimore for only a couple of years. He is currently playing and he's out west. My God, I don't even have a, a guess. All right, let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's figure it out here. Let's figure it out. Baltimore utility infielder that 20 home runs and yeah. 40 well, guys. Not a utility guy. He he had a de- he he could play any position in the infield, so they tended to move him around a little bit, but he did predominantly play. Um, I believe that year he played third. Brian base. Roberts. No, that's way too... No, it's second base. Yeah, and Brian Roberts is like retired like ten years ago. Yeah, he played with the Cubs last year. He's with the he's with the uh, Angels this year. He's only played a little bit this year. Morgan says Santander. No, no. Said he's in the Angels right now. 
Dude, I have no goddamn idea. I, I don't even have a clue, dude. I am I'm trying to think of, see if I can find a better hint. Yeah, Houston, Milwaukee, Baltimore. He's bounced around. Dude, I don't know. And he's with the Angels now. Angels now, Cubs last year. He hit 24 home runs and had 40 stolen bases for the Orioles in 2019. Holy. It was Jonathan VR. Never would have pulled that name on. Yeah, That's me cool. neither, man. Yep. Dang. Never. I was that one. I saw that. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's that's amazing. I have to ask that question. I never would have. I couldn't get it. I could not get it for my life. Forty bet or twenty home runs for him. Actually, I never guessed any of that. It was a career year for him. I would say so. I shouldn't say that. He had no. It was a career year. Yeah, it was. He's he hit twenty. He's at eighteen. He's at nineteen. He's at fourteen. But twenty four for Baltimore and nineteen was his best season. Jesus. It's also the only time he played all every game too. One. All right, let's go to an easier one. Um, sorry, Bryce Harper hit his 300th career home run. He is second among the 2010 first-round draft picks. Who of that group ranks first? Ooh, in home runs, you're saying? In home runs, yep. So let's see. It was bef- Machado? Machado, oh, yeah, nice. 308. Well nice done. Job. Yeah. Yeah, Machado's got 308. Harper's got 300. Damn. Machado must have hit 300 this year. I don't remember it being a big deal when he did. Yeah, but you're right. He would have had to have hit it earlier this year. And yeah, I don't remember it coming up at all. No. That's crazy. Well, I just think the Padres have been so bad. I think we've kind of just like blocked them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, Nobody's paying attention. That's completely fair, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And uh, last question. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. also had a 30-30 season in 2019. Who is the only other Braves player with two 30-30 seasons? Two 30-30 seasons. Andrew Jones. No, but I, that's the first guess I had, too. Nick knows. Nick has the answer. David Justice. Nope. 30-30. You know, Nick. Ron yeah. Gant. Ron Gant. <laughs> when you said Ron Gant earlier, I'm like, crap, he's going to know the answer. <laughs> That's what, yeah. yeah. No, Ron Gant, he did it in 1990 and 1991. Yeah. Dude, that dude had some pop, and he played with them for a while. He did. He did. He was built, too. Ron Gant was built. Yeah, he and he was could like run. a linebacker. He was. He looked like he could have He could have been playing for, you know, in the NFL and, and then in MLB for the summer, but had some pop. So, yeah, Ron Gant, 30-30 in 90, and then back-to-back in 91. Dang crazy nice all right so that caps off our trivia for this week i did not put out a rounding third question um this week because sean and i were down at auburn watching auburn kick the absolute crap out of umass um that was sick oh they played umass (laughs) yeah Yeah, and it was not i mean we left at halftime it was not pretty well, we oh, went really? out. We went back out to the tailgate. We didn't just like leave all together. Well, we just right, left. Yeah, like, yeah, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you went where the action was. I get you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it was so. Auburn went up seven nothing, and then UMass tied at seven seven. We were all like, "What's going on here?" And then they just <laughs> Auburn was like, "Oh wait, we're playing a football game. Never mind." And then it was over <laughs> after that. It yeah. was over. It was like strip sack, pick six, another strip yeah. sack. Okay. <laughs> it was. It was. It was something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, my uh, my Florida State Seminoles had a big weekend taking down LSU. Sure so. did, man. They stomped them. Ooh, it was a beatdown. Stomped them. And I just finished watching the uh, the untold story of the swamp. Oh, man, that terrible. was cool. No, it was awful. It was a I pump, loved it. It was a Tim Tebow in Urban Meyer pump job. Oh, it was disgusting. Oh, it, was... It, it was absolutely like nauseating, but it was cool to see the behind the scenes of it. I wanted more because it because it really it really was the disgusting show that it seemed like it was uh, i don't i think i think they barely scratched the surface of the stuff they could have talked about well they, they completely ignored half the players on the team including aaron hernandez that's what i'm saying so it was, it's yeah, it was they, a, it was they a, whitewashed it it was but, a pump job <laughs> yes it was <laughs> but it was uh i found it highly entertaining to get behind the scenes and see that it was just as screwed up as it seemed like it was and you didn't even see all of it crazy and you, you mm. saw barely any of it no, and, and I loved Urban Meyer trying to play it off like he's he's this really good guy. I hate him. It was oh, he's such he's he is he is a turd. He's but. deplorable. Oh, it's awful. But anyways, all right. So uh, other news this week: um, Jason Dominguez finally comes up for the Yankees because you know, like, what else did the Yankees have to lose? Dude, homers in his first at bat against Justin Verlander. You know, only a Hall of Famer. No yeah, who's deal. not good or anything. No big deal. But he's homered twice already since he's been up. Um, this kid looks like he belongs. I, he's, it was a rocket through that first one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Oppo Taco too. Just oh man, just rocket into the Crawford boxes. Nuts. And what what is what is with the the Martian nickname? Is that is that like a thing? It. I don't know where it comes from. Okay. Like I don't know what stems. I don't know why he's called the Martian. Like it doesn't. There is a reason. I just don't. I'll look it up. You keep going. I, I just I was wondering if you guys knew because I've like I have no idea what this. They keep calling the Martian. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Uh, it says. Let's see. I don't know. You can look it up. But. Yeah, I have no idea. So. On top of that, Jackson Holiday gets promoted to AAA. So this this kid's coming up, and this kid's coming up fast. Um, wow. Do you think we'll probably see him on the big league roster? Do you think they'll they'll bring him up when the rosters expand, and or do you think they'll just kind of let him sit in AAA and develop for the rest of this year, and then bring him out to camp in the spring? I feel like where you're leading the division, you don't necessarily want to bring a kid like that up and throw him right into the mix. I think you're better off sending the winter ball or something like that and let him keep getting some ABs, but it'd be an amazing experience to bring the kid up, though. I don't know, man. I, I'd like to see him selfishly, um, but, yeah. I mean, in Baltimore certainly hasn't shied away from bringing new guys up. You know, it's, no, like, they not. haven't shied away from being like, hey, we think you, you've earned a shot. We're going to give you a shot. I'd be surprised if they did. It's, it's you know, they're not, they're not really in need of a boost. You know, it's not like they're kind of dragging and like, oh, well, we need a little energy or fire in the clubhouse, like a little change. Right. So I'd be surprised, but I mean, if they do, I mean, I think it'd be awesome. I mean, the guy's breezed through the minors, breezed through the minors. Yeah, I was, it's cruising. I was seeing he hit like 338, had three bombs and something like that. And he's been in AAA for like a week and a half. Yeah. Well, and they're saying like for- just his, 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 well, and they're saying like, is it bats? Like he wasn't fooled by anything. He was on top of everything. Like there was, there were, they were just, they felt like there was really no stretch he was going to have down there. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I, I, Morgan, in regards to Dominguez, <laughs> Boone will find a way to, to mess him up too. He ain't wrong. <laughs> he ain't wrong. 
no, he ain't wrong. So anyways, so he's he's called the Martian because when he was being scouted, the uh, one of the scouts said there's no way he was from this world given his talent set. So they nicknamed him the Martian because he was from he was from some other planet. This is Domingos. And it stuck ever since he was yes. a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, Domingos. Um, yeah. So he's called the Martian because some scout when he was a teenager said he looked like he was from another planet the way he played. So they called um, him the Martian. And it just kind of stuck. Seems yep, to fit. Yes. I mean, he looks like he belongs at this level. Yeah. Right. He does. I mean, he fit right in. Yeah. I mean, Morgan makes up a good point too. Why not bring up, you know, Jackson Holiday now? He sees big big league pitching, you know, and then gives him a chance to see what he needs to work on in the offseason. Sure. Um, to succeed at that level. I mean, yeah. why not? Well, I agree. And that's why I made the comment of I think it'd be great for him. But if I'm the Orioles, I don't need him. You know, I don't need to bring him up and let him just sit on the bench. Um, or mess up with mess the lineup up and have and have him slotting in, but I think it'd be awesome to bring him up and let him get some at bats and see what it's like, get a taste of competitive major league baseball. Yeah, and I, I you know, the Orioles know his mental makeup better than any of us, right? And I, yeah. I, I think if if they feel like he's mentally ready to to battle it, then I'm sure they give him a shot. And if it's one of those like, hey, we need to see this kid struggle, I I'm sure he hasn't had a in his life playing baseball had a, a consistent stretch of struggling. I mean, he seems to just so naturally gifted and he's the best player on any team he's ever played on and and maybe he won't and i don't know but they know his mental makeup better than we do so i think whether they do or whether they don't i think we'll give you a clue in on how they feel he can handle it like if they put the brakes on him in triple a maybe they think he just you know needs a little extra time down there just to you know get himself you know mentally ready for the for the struggle that you're going to go through i don't think it's a bad idea you know, I, I no. if Morgan makes a case to bring him up, I wouldn't argue with him hardcore to keep him down there. Right. I, no. I, I just think we'll see how they feel, the Orioles do, about what they decide in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I think the the timing of it, he's heading to AAA now. And their yeah. season is, what, two weeks, two more weeks? If that. If that so yeah. The chances of him, I think, coming up to the big leagues this year are, are slim. Because they'll probably just be like, hey, finish out the year here at AAA. And then, like Harrison said, maybe send him to winter ball um, and just say, hey, we'll see you in Florida in the spring or Arizona, wherever they go. Um, Florida. Florida. Um, and just see, you know, what you got in the spring. So I think that's probably the way the timing works out. I think that's what we'll see at a holiday. I don't think we'll see him up um, this year. But who knows? I mean, roster's. And Damn, they the, bring everybody up. He could. I don't know. The kid is talented, though. Holy cow! Yeah. Sure seems it. I can't. I can't remember a, a, a young player like him running to the minor league so fast. So, yeah. So the rosters have already expanded, correct? Right. I That's think September. Problem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nine one. They open up right. So nice. So I mean, who knows? We'll see. There's still plenty of baseball left. Um, Jose Altuve hit for the cycle against the Sox. Um, ended it with a home run in the what was it the sixth? Yeah, when um, yeah, they're already up by a bunch. That was the ugliest sixth inning in, that the Red Sox have seen in quite some time. I know Sports Talk Radio had an absolute field day with that. Um, they were talking about how it almost you know we needed those games against Houston, and it just looked like Cora threw in the towel. Um, we had the run one run lead. Brings in the pitcher and just lets him give up the. Who did he bring in? It was, um, I can't even remember his name. 
they like called him up and then just left him and he's gonna jerk yeah and then just let, let him just let him, let him out there but, and he just got completely pounded yeah. and then core never went and got him so just on top of like what he said at the trade deadline about not getting help when he needed it it just seemed like kind of like a passive aggressive move for alex cora at that time yeah um and it was ugly yeah there's, it was just ugly. there's something going on behind the scenes there with cora and that group because it there's been some weird situations this year just like that yeah that was almost like they called almost like they called him up and didn't give cora an option and here you need to use him fine i'll use him watch yeah and then he gets lit yeah. up. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, to be fair, like I also don't know what the bullpen situation was at that time. Like, well, I think like, they, they were short. They may on have arms. brought him up I mean, to eat a bullet for them. Right. Yeah. They I mean, were short on arms. I think that's what they were talking about during the broadcast. It's like the the Sox kind of painted themselves in a corner. Um, you know, they needed to give guys off. They were short on arms. And, you know, right. they didn't have the guys typically that were available would be available, and this guy had to go in and eat it. It just it's tough that the corner they painted themselves in happened to be at home against a team that you needed to win the games against to gain ground towards the postseason. It's kind of, you know, it all happened all at once. And, you know, so yeah. leaving that guy in and it, it was tough to swallow it. And I'm a core apologist. Cause I really do like Cora a lot. Um, it was hard to watch cause you know, you were battling, you were in his one run game and you had just taken yeah. the lead. Like the previous half inning, you had just taken the lead four to three. Right, and then you put this guy out there, and I mean, he at first he couldn't find his own. You know, right. we're we're walking guys to Bolivian, and then it's like, then we just couldn't get guys out. I mean, it was it was hard. It was hard to watch. Yeah, but I, you know, and I I don't know. I, I you wonder if if baseball is a long season. I know we're at the end and we're coming down on it, and it's like every game matters, especially like late in the season. But it's just one game. If you lose by a bunch or you lose by one, it's still it's a loss. Happening. Right. Like it, it, it's still a loss. I think to me, what made that loss even harder is they went out to Kansas City and they gave up 13 runs and got stomped on in that first game. Like that. Yeah. It's like that was if, painful. If you go out to Kansas City and sweep that and then you go to Tampa, take game one, like now all of a sudden we're on a roll and it's like that one game against Houston isn't all that big a deal. Right. So it's like, you, you know. Again, I'm not absolving. I mean, I guess it sounds like I guess maybe I am a little bit absolving it, but um, you know, we'll see kind of coming down the stretch here how how he manages the bullpen. If it's if we have another situation like that where it's like we just leave guys in to get pummeled, tough to tough to defend. But if it was just the situation they were in in that particular day and they didn't have another choice, you know, maybe yeah. maybe it's just kind of a one off. Yeah, yeah. There's there's always more to the story. There's always you know there's always the reasoning. There's the analytics. There's the availability of guys there's all that stuff that plays into it just it's just a tough look you know against houston who you're trying to you're trying to catch one of the teams you're trying to catch and you just kind of lay down or it looks like you lay down yeah um where are we so the twins royce lewis just hit his third grand slam this week he has hit eight days three grand slams this week yeah. In one calendar week, three grand slams. He just hit another one tonight. That's insane. Guys don't even hit three grand slams in their career. This dude did it in a week. And this last one, I saw the clip of it. It wasn't cheap. This thing was turned on and burned on. This thing was a tank. Well, that was like uh, Urias for the Red Sox. Hit, hit what, two in like four days? Yeah. yeah. And had never hit one before in his whole life. Yeah. 
it's weird sometimes. It's almost fluky how these how these grand slams happen. Yeah. My God, you just crazy. Yeah, I mean they're sneaky. I mean <clears throat> Minnesota's sneaky up there. Um, they've been playing some real good ball lately. Yeah, yeah, they've been solid. Dave, I mean seventy one wins. I mean they're you know and they're still three games below their expected win loss. Um, yeah. but they've been playing some pretty decent ball. It's a team I think that I don't know you know, when the playoffs start, I mean, it looks like they're going to win that division. They're five up against Cleveland. Um, so it looks like they're going to take the division. I'm not sure I would pick them over anybody in the American league. I mean, if the Red Sox sneak in and they play the Red Sox in the first round, then I would, but they won't play the Red Sox in the first round. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know how, how lethal they can be in the postseason. but you know, playing some good baseball now. And, and again, I mean, once you get to the dance, anything can happen. I mean, I don't think any of us expected Cleveland to make it to the ALCS last year. Right. No. You know, so. Yeah, that Cleveland team was such an anomaly. Like, no power, no yeah. nothing. Like, just contact all, up, and down the, yeah. up and down the lineup. And they yep. just. Contact and a good bullpen. Yep. Just crazy. Yep. Yep. And, you know, and. Minnesota, you know, you run Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez out there to start start games one and games two. Sure. I mean, you could do worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I think they'll be competitive in the playoffs. I don't see them making a deep run, but to your point, Sean, I think they're going to, they're not going to scare you, but they'll, they're at least going to be in games. They're going to make you work for it. You're yeah. going to have to earn it if you're going to take them out. Yeah. It's just crazy that the Sox, you know, battling for a wild card spot. I still have a better record than the division winner in the central, right? Yeah. The central is just so bad. But um, Morgan asked the question. This is a good question. What's the almost desired world series matchup? Cubs Ooh. versus Orioles is his. Cubs versus Orioles would be a good one. I, I'd mm-hmm. like to see that. I want to see Seattle in it. I, I want to see Seattle. I want that city. I want to see that team and that, that fan base, that city, that stadium. Like, I want to see them make a run. I'd love to see Seattle. Atlanta kind of is, like, a tiring answer because, like, the Atlanta and the it's, Dodgers, it's, it's like boring. they've done it. But, oh, like, hum. but Atlanta's just so good. They are. They're so fun to watch. You know? Um, Seattle-Philly, I think, would be good because, like, Philly can hit. And if Philly's playing, you know, I mean, we saw what Philly could do last year, getting hot at the right time in the postseason, just, just making a making a run and almost pulling it off. Um, if another team from the West, so like if it's Arizona or if it's San Francisco that overcomes Arizona and gets to that like third wildcard spot, I want to see, like we saw with Philadelphia last year, I want to see a team that like gets hot at the right time and takes out like a monster. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to see, yeah. I want to see like Arizona or San Francisco come in and like take out the Braves. Right. Or like Arizona takes out the Dodgers or something like that. Like, yeah. like, give me chaos. Like, I want chaos. Yeah. But like, Cubs Orioles would be awesome. Oh, it would. You know, Absolutely. Seattle and, Seattle and Philadelphia. Seattle has this many world, world championships. Yeah. This oh, many, I know. Which is amazing to me. So, it would be great to see mm-hmm. them. Um, selfishly, I would like to the see Seattle them. Mariners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Seattle right, Mariners right. have no World Series championships. Right, right, right. right. Um, selfishly, I would like to see the Diamondbacks and Orioles just because I've been yeah. following the Diamondbacks so close this year. Um, and I haven't seen a single game of the Orioles other than the one we went live because I'm blacked out of every game that they play. So, um, yeah. 
but I, I, you know, I've obviously been following them. I think they would be great. I, I think there's a possibility of, of a ton of great matchups. Yeah, Morgan yeah. took mine. Cincinnati. I uh, I would love to see Cincy versus. I'd love to see Cincy versus Baltimore. Two two very proud '70s teams. Young, you know, kind of coming back to life. Or Cincy Seattle, because I I would love to see again. You know, Seattle's a really young team. Cincy's a really young team. I'd love. I would love to see Cincinnati, who's been irrelevant for so long and Joey Votto go to the world series. Yeah. Like that would be my dream come true to see Cincinnati in the world series this year. And I'd love to see them play either Seattle or Baltimore. Yeah. Imagine that Sensi Seattle matchup. Cause literally you sent four guys that are playing for the reds and you got I, Luis Castillo like pitching against yep, them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. You got the hall for him playing against him. Yep. That's pretty cool. I, I just, I would, I do. I'd love to see Cincinnati there. Yeah. And Seattle be good. Baltimore be good. I, I'm with, I'm with Sean. I'm, you know, Braves love to watch them play. That team is so good, but like every freaking year, I swear to God, like they're on that path recently, Houston. I'm so done watching Houston in bringing ALCS and world series. Like give me some new teams. This, this Braves team is like historic good with what they're doing. Oh my God. They got what? Six plus guys over 20 home runs. (laughs) I'm just... Morgan, so we'll get Dodgers versus Astros based on everything we just <laughs> yeah, said. For sure. <laughs> Listen, the Dodgers can't get past the Honest... NLCS, so I'm not worried about the Dodgers. Say. But yeah, you you know the Dodgers won't win the World Series if they go. But so. the combined OPS that Betts and Freeman are putting up right now are something oh. that we're never ever going to see again. Like, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I forgot to look them up, but they're like, like, light years ahead of whoever's behind them. Um, for a one-two yeah. punch in the batting order, it's absolutely insane. Um, yeah, and Freddie Freeman like has four hits. He just gets better every night. He just gets it's- better. I I was one of the people that said going to LA would be a mistake. He's not going to be the same player out there. That that market's different. He's not going to like it. He's not going to fit in. And he's gotten better. The dude just keeps getting better. He could hit anywhere. Put him in Yellowstone. Put him on Jupiter. It doesn't matter. The guy just hits crazy. and he hits everywhere. It, it really is. I, I mean, it's unreal. If he doesn't have a two hit night. It's like a bad night. for Freddie Freeman. It's weird. Like I can't remember the last time I saw an Ofer in the box score with Freddie Freeman. No. Just doesn't happen. No. I do like the daily streaks on MLB play and it's every night. Yeah. It's Freddie Freeman. Louis yeah, just I give just me double up with both of them every night. It's crazy. God dude just hits. Yeah. Um, Bryce Harper hits milestone home run, uh, 300. Um, I just, yeah. Is he going to be a hall of famer? Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's on the path, right? I mean, if it's, if the season ended abruptly today, I don't know. I'll have to look at the numbers and look at the comparisons, but I mean, he does this for another four five, six seasons. I, I don't see how he isn't. Yeah there yeah i just i think it's i think you have a hard time saying if he keeps up this pace i think he absolutely is um i think the the question mark with him is going to be health it's going to be how well he holds up i mean this is a guy who's he's 30 we know he's been playing at a high level since he was like 12 um you know he just had the whole tommy john thing but if at if at 30 if he continues to hit at the pace that he's that he has hit and he plays another seven eight years yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at a guy who's who's in the 500 club, right? Yeah, yeah, right. 30 homers for the next seven gets him to 500. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and he's, 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 he's in the 500 home run club. I mean, if, if he's healthy, he's hitting 30 in a year. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. You know, so yeah, I mean, he's on the path right now. No season ends today. Probably not. Um, but six or seven years of this. Absolutely. I think. Yep. For him, it's going to be longevity. Does he hold up? Cause you know, that swing is aggressive and violent. Like he plays a, although I will say the dude looks like a natural at first base. He has been really, really good in the field. Yeah, he has and I could see him making a transition out of the outfield to first base at some point, which I think actually would help him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so on the home run milestone topic, Aaron Judge hits his 250th home run. Um, but not only that, is he's the fastest by far to reach this milestone. Yeah. So Aaron Judge hit his 250th home run in his 810th career game. The next bananas to think, right? The next fastest (laughs) is who? Do you know? A Rod? Nope. Philly's first base. He got off to Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard did it in 855 games. Yeah, because Howard got off to a crazy start too, and then injuries eventually derailed him. So Judge is by far the fastest to get there. He did it. He's beat. He beat it by forty-five games. Yeah. So, wow, crazy. I mean, you just think about the torrid pace he's been on the last oh. two and a half years, really. I mean, and this year is crazy. Like he is like third in the AL in home runs, and he's like two hundredth in games played. Like it's been, it's been insane for him. It's like a trout season. I'm going to play a hundred games and yeah, <laughs> what is hundred twenty hit forty. Yeah. And, and this is the part of the show where I'm going to eat some crow a little bit, where I, you know, completely made fun of Aaron Judge for being out with a stubbed toe. And <laughs> the Red Sox go ahead and send Jaron Duran off to surgery for um, a stubbed toe. So the same injury. Same injury. Um, so, yeah, Duran's on the shelf for the rest of the year um, with tur- the turf toe injury that Aaron Judge had and came back from. Um, so, yeah. It's a real thing, yeah. it re- apparently. Yeah. I mean, I've done it before. I've, I've oh, it's awful. Head. It's it's brutal. It's awful, but yeah, crazy. But I didn't, yeah. um, you know, recover from it and still hit thirty bombs in a season. So there's that. It's fair. Yep. All right. Um. So the Los Angeles Angels make the trade at the deadline for Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez, and then. A week later, they're like, thanks for that one start, Lucas, but bye. <laughs> so they just drop everybody. They drop Giolito. They drop Lopez. They dropped Hunter Renfro, and they waved. There was one more. Matt Moore, reliever Matt Moore. That's right, Matt Moore. Um, yeah. And then Giolito and Lopez were picked up by the Guardians. Uh, yep. Renfro was picked up by the Reds. Um, yep. I don't know about Matt Moore. I don't know if. But whatever, he was just kind of like a throw in there. But I didn't see where he ended up, to be honest. I don't know either. But those were the three big names that, you know. Oh, Matt Morris of the Guardians, too. Okay, so three of them went to the Guardians then. Crazy. If I'm reading that right. Yeah, the Guardians got Giolito, Moore, and Lopez. Yeah, they got all three yeah. of them. And then uh, the Reds took Hunter Renfro. Yep. Um, and then the Yankees waved uh, Harrison Bader and Josh Donaldson. Um, 
The best thing about Bader the Harrison the Bader one was Bader didn't know until he was watching ESPN that he got waived. That's awful. It, it's 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 pretty bad. I, I read that. I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. that's so bad. Yeah. So he was like, like saw the interview, and they're like, hey, like, how do you feel about getting waived? He was like, well, I don't really know what that means. Like, kid never been waived before, so he doesn't know what it means. Yeah, um, nobody thought to call him and explain it to him. No. Um, but he, the Reds pick him up too. So the Reds picked up Harrison yep. Bader and Hunter Renford on the stretch. Yeah. The guardians, of the Reds made out like bandits in this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then Josh Donaldson signed a minor league deal with the Brewers. I think I saw, um, I don't know if he'll end up coming up. He might be there as like an insurance policy. If somebody gets hurt down the stretch here for the Brewers. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But he's not he's not playoff eligible unless he's on that roster, right? I believe so. Yeah, he has to be on the twenty five man playoff roster, right? To yeah, well, yeah, he's got to be with the organization and on the roster for so many days. I thought because the Angels did it based on everybody would clear waivers and be on a roster by nine one, so they'd all be playoff eligible wherever they went. I feel like I'm not sure if that was the same rules or not for uh, or same timing or not for Bader and uh, Donaldson. I mean, I can't imagine anybody would put Donaldson on a playoff roster given how bad he has been. But again, kind of like a guy like Schwarber, Donaldson is a guy who will just suddenly take one out of the yard. Yeah. He's, uh, he's such a bad locker room, the guy, though. I mean, everywhere he's oh, been. He's such, like, he just, he, he, I don't want to go as far as to call him a locker room cancer because I haven't been in any of the locker rooms. But just like the things you hear, it's like just every locker room he's in, he's just a problem. Like He doesn't get along yeah. with guys. He's just There's drama involved with him. If you're the Brewers, do you want that? You're leading the division. You're about to win the division. You're, you know, you're going to have home field advantage in a yeah. playoff series. Like, do you want that guy just coming in ruffling feathers? Uh, like, I, I mean, maybe it was, you know, I, I have to imagine it was a kind of break glass in case of emergency scenario, which is why they yeah. picked him up on the waivers. But, Jesus, I, I'm sure they're holding their breath if they have to turn to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the worst case scenario. It says here that, in a typical season, any players on the 40-man roster or 60-day injured list as of 11.59 p.m. Eastern time on August 31st is eligible for the postseason. Okay. So they have to be on the roster before September 1st. So being in the minor leagues means he wouldn't he would not be eligible. No, I don't I don't believe so. So you can submit like um request to the commissioner like if you have a major injury you can you yeah can, so maybe that's what you can is. ask permission it says you can request to the commissioner um for like it doesn't say hardship but that's essentially like what it is yeah so like sean called it this is the break glass in case of emergency yeah. scenario. so the club may request permission from the commissioner's office to replace a player who was injured during the course of a series or or postseason so yeah but the postseason roster is expanded to 26. It was 25 before 2020, but it's now 26. So they added yep. another roster spot, but pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, that's all I had for this week. I didn't really have a lot because, you know, like I said, I spent four days in the dirty south, the deep south. So. Dirty south. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Um. Yeah, um, I'll tell you, man, the only thing I saw today, which, <coughs> excuse me, I laughed out loud at when I saw it was, did you guys see what um, Rendon said? 
No. So oh god. They asked him after the game, I think about like an injury or something, and he just said no habla inglés and then he put a sweatshirt on and walked out yeah, the walk. He, he actually yeah, I saw it now that you say it, he said no 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 habla inglés today. <laughs> no habla inglés <laughs> today. And then, and then he just what left. A, yeah. What a joke. I mean, that guy that, between fighting with the fan and what was it, Oakland, and then th- that Oakland, kind of stuff, yeah. like that Dude, guy is that, just made a joke of himself. All all things considered, it's the you know, the baseball's been around for a gazillion years. That might go down in top one percent of worst contracts ever ever signed. Oh, oh my god, it has sure. to. So bad. And they've signed a few oh, bad ones. So bad. That franchise oh, has yeah. signed a few bad ones. That's gotta be the worst one they've ever signed. And it's top one percent in history of baseball. Worst contracts. Yeah, Yeah, I don't even think it's close. It's bad. It's it's gonna go. It's gonna go down with the Mike Hampton contract. There's so many contracts, so many bad deals have been signed out there. But yeah, that one that one's bad. The Chris the Chris Bryant one right now in Colorado. That's also really bad. Well, I I don't know. I think it's bad on different level. But like Colorado, I mean, could they be this like dumb? Maybe. Colorado signed Chris Bryant to bring a name in so that they could put asses in the seat so they could say we have Chris Bryant. I can't yeah, imagine Colorado signs that contract thinking like we're going to start winning divisions now. Right? Like no, you're Rendon right. went right. to LA because it's like, oh, well, we have Trump. I'm mean, Trump. Jesus Christ. We have Trout. <laughs> right? We have <laughs> – I do. I have. I'm going on like no sleep from this weekend, dude. I'm. Oh, I'm like. Yeah, I dude. have spaghetti brain. I, I have. I have spaghetti brain. We have trout. Like we have. You know, Shohei's over here. Like, like yeah. Rendon was supposed to be like a piece to like help them compete. Yes. Which is what makes it so bad. Chris Bryant couldn't possibly have been a piece to help Colorado compete. It was just like we're just gonna a guy that won, you know, an MVP. We got a World Series champion. We're gonna get asses in the seats. Chris Bryant's gonna love it out here because like we don't care if they win. Like that kind of thing. It's a bad contract, yeah. but it, it doesn't approach Rendon's contract. No, no, Rendon's definitely worse. I mean, Chris Bryant's is bad, you know, negative war, and he hasn't done jack there, and he's missed a bunch of time. But, but yeah, no, Rendon absolutely going to be on the shelf, some of the worst ever. I mean, yeah. listen to, to this, though. Like Rendon, Rendon in 2014, 21 homers, 83 RBIs. 2016, 20 homers, 85 RBIs, 17, 25, and 100, 18, 24, 92, and then 19, his contract year, 34 and 126, right? And his game plays up until then, average probably like 140, so like 146, 136, 147, whatever. Since the contract, you ready? 52 games played, 9 and 31, 2020. Right, but that's 2020. 58 games played in 2021, 6 and 34. 22, 47 games, 5 and 24. Yep. And then 2023, 43 games, 2 and 22. It's just, he's, not, he's not out there. Brutal. He's given you like one full season in the last four years. That is out of control. For how much was that contract? That contract was. I mean, Rendon and Chris Sale probably have the same number of games played. I would I would even say that Chris Sale has more. <laughs> Seven years, two hundred and forty-five million. He signed for. Average oh, annual. I forgot it was that big. Yeah, that's a huge thirty-five contract. million a year they signed him for, and yeah. that's what you're getting out of your thirty-five million. He's he's doing all right. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if some school is like, "Hey, you want to come teach for us? We'll pay you a gazillion dollars." And I take like 
every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off for like four years. <laughs> They'd be like, you can't, you can't work here. Yeah, that doesn't work anywhere else. Uh, and, I mean, if, obviously, it's not Apple to Apple. If, you, that is do, just, if like, you do find that school, that. please let me know. <laughs> That's crazy. Hell, I'll become a teacher. My God. But no, that it's, is I mean, it's true. The dude literally misses never 60 to 80% works. of the games each year and gets paid really well to do it. Oh. Yeah, Morgan, that's like 750K per game he's actually played in. <laughs> the math is scary. So bad. So on a more positive yeah. note, on so there's some other news here. Um, the polar bear, your guy out there in New York there, uh, Shawnee, mm-hmm. uh, Pete Alonzo, uh, is the fifth player in MLB history to record three 40 home run, 100 RBI seasons in his first five years in the league. It's crazy. Wow. Pretty big milestone for the polar bear. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he's in New York for much longer, to be honest with you. Yeah, it sounds like that might be coming to an end. But Did you yeah. did you guys see that clip where Pete Alonzo said that he wasn't going to go after any any more pops up, pop-ups until, like, the trade talk had, like, diminished? No. And, like, literally no. a, a ball goes up the chute, and he just turns and looks at it, and Jeff McNeil has to come all the way over and, like, catch the ball. And then McNeil thought he was just, like, bluffing, and he, like, stares at Alonzo like – no, he like meant it. Like that's terrible. It is terrible. So like, yeah. dude, the Mets are broken. Like that, it's broken. They they've got dude, that. That's gonna follow you, man. Like teams are gonna be like, they're gonna look yeah, at we that. don't like yeah. we don't want that. Like yeah, you can hit. I mean, he'll get it. I mean, I'm certainly not saying Pete Alonso is gonna be out of the league, but no, like Jesus, no. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Morgan saw it. It was like Jeff McNeil's face was hilarious. Like he I'll just was like, yeah. Was, what are you doing? Yeah, he was like, oh, my God, he wasn't kidding. Like, that's the look, like, he gave Alonzo. Like, it was nuts. Oh, that's brutal, man. And then, but, like, Buck Showalter, what does Buck do about it? Yeah, no, it's like. That, that team's broken. That blow it up. They are broken. Over. And, that team's and broken. I think what's coming out of this all is that there's, I think, I think Buck's probably run is done. I think a lot of those players, it's, they're going to have to blow the whole thing up. Yeah. Because yeah. they've, he's, he's lost that team. They don't care. Yeah, it's been a disaster of a season. Well, the Yankees extend Boone to 15 more years. Well, yeah, I mean, Boone will be there forever because 2003. But yeah, so this is kind of cool. Just saw this come across. Guardians position player David Fry pitched four innings and threw 64 pitches tonight. What? He wow. allowed seven runs on ten hits. Okay, okay. <laughs> There's the headline, but that's a that's lot funny. of innings for him. For yeah. a position player. Dude, you know your bullpen's hurt. I was sitting here complaining about the Red Sox, and they're oh sitting there throwing out a position player. But, man. Oh, God, Morgan, please no. Oh, jeez. Oh, please no. But, I mean, he kind of fits Guys, that mold. Home run a strike. I was just going to say, uh, yeah. it, I mean, that's what it is. What the Yankees have that guy. But at least Pete gets on the field. Like, the, Yan- the guys for the Yankees don't get on the field often enough. At least Pete's out there most days. Yeah. Goodness, but yeah, he, he fits the he fits the mold of a Yankee just perfectly. Well, there's a lot of teams that would like to have that dude in their lineup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have anything else for tonight? Is there anything? Like I said, Sean and I were were kind of out of the loop here for the last like four days. Um, so, is there anything, any big things that we missed? This week, no. I mean, I think we, I think we hit on them. You know, we had some Harper with three hundred and a lot of movement in the standings, and it's been, uh, 
it's been a it's been there's been a fair amount of good matchups. I think and when you look at the schedule coming up, it looks it looks good. This should be a good few weeks of baseball. Yeah, this stretch is gonna is gonna be awesome. And I this know is the best like, part of the year. Yeah. And and I knew before, like when we were talking about the balanced schedule, I know we've been talking about it a lot all year, but like we weren't sure what this last stretch of baseball was going to look like. And so far it looks like it's going to be pretty dang exciting the way the, the races have kind of yeah. shaped up here. So it's going to be a great three weeks of baseball and see. Yeah. It's, it's worked out well, man. I mean, we're looking at, we looked at kind of the third wildcard spot for both American league and national league. And it's working out that like teams are playing each other that they're battling against, which is like all you can ask for. Yeah. You know, beat the team you're chasing or, or beat the team you're trying to keep behind you and, and, and you'll be all right. And that's yeah. all you can ask for in September. Do you, do you guys think, I know this is, this is very forward thinking because you know, the, all this talk about expansion teams coming in. Um, and I think we've touched on it before, but like, if we get two new expansion teams, now we have 16 teams in each league. Do you think we go to like a hockey playoff format where it's like the top eight best records get into the playoffs? I don't know. I mean, I think we, we talked a lot about that earlier when the conversation started about, you know, having to realign the divisions and do you do like a North, South, East, West? Do you do like a big conference lineup? If you're going to do the balanced schedule, you don't need divisions so much anymore because you're everybody's playing everybody equally. I think I think Major League Baseball has got to figure out how they're going to handle this this structure when they add more teams if they're going to keep the balanced schedule. If the balanced schedule is going to be the new normal, you don't necessarily need divisions like you used to. It's nice to have the way to separate the teams, but if you're playing everybody equally, the division standings don't necessarily matter as much. Well, I mean, you're still playing the division people more than you're playing the other teams. Like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like only, yeah only slightly more. It's not like you, you well, used to have right. the 19 games against everybody. Now it's what? Is it 14 or, or is it 14 12, now? Yeah. 12? 12. I think 12 or 14. Yeah, it's 12 yeah, or 14. Just... I still think divisions matter in any sport, right? Like, because because you're when you're a team and you're approaching a season, right? Like, goal number one is to win your division. And then goal number two is win your conference or win your league or win your whatever. And then goal number three is to win the championship. Like, goal number one is win your division. And you should still be rewarded for winning your division. The reward for winning your division is – a home field playoff game or home field on a playoff series or, or whatever. So I, I still think those should matter. Like I, I wouldn't want to see them go away from that to just sit there and say, Hey, the best eight teams. So, you know, we're going to sit there and four teams from the American league East are going in or four teams from the national league West are going in and no one from the national league East is going or like whatever, like you should still be rewarded for winning your division. Um, so I don't. I, I guess my answer is like I, I don't want them to change it too much. We'll see what they end up doing, but I I still think you should be rewarded for doing that because it's a long season, especially baseball, man. Yeah. I mean, it's 162 games. I mean, if you come out, if you're within a group and you come out on top of that group, you should be rewarded for that. Well, hockey yeah. sort of does that, don't they? Don't they have the the four subdivisions and then yeah. they do? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so then, they, yeah do. they do. I mean. Yeah, and the NFL they realigned in the four divisions, the North, South, East, West kind of idea, and and kept the division structure intact. Although, you know, the, you do kind of you're flip flopping who you're playing around the league. I mean, I, I agree, with Sean. I think the divisions matter because it gives you that first kind of step, that first group you got to clear. Um, but with a with the balanced schedule, the divisions become a little bit less important. But you still need something there. Like I hate, 
I hate that big long conference list of of here's everybody and and like the NBA does where basically it's just boom here's your top eight, right? Because right. right. you do you you end up with these groupings of teams and um you know not you're not necessarily well represented you're just just a race to the finish. Yeah. Um. So it is. It's thirteen games per division opponent and totaling fifty two games for this year's what was played. So. Gotcha. 52 divisional games, you know, once you pay, play everybody in the division. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you lost six games from each from each team that you play in your division. Yeah. You, you took a third of your games away and, and now you're playing other people instead. Yeah. So pretty cool. All right. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Nope. All right. Well, we will be back next Monday at eight. We'll recap the, you know, the playoff races here going forward. Any news and highlights from uh, this week coming up. Hope everyone had a safe and uh, happy Labor Day. Um, And we will see you next Monday at 8 p.m. See you. Later.